You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. We now present Manny Hill's Four Deep Thoughts on the Ride with Royce. What a weekend you had for Four Deep Thoughts, Manny. Yes, indeed. And it was uh, pretty much all NBA related, That's uh, including good. a very um, a this unofficial is day in of, history. This is the state of pro basketball. That's yes. right. And, That's and, right. and including uh, one that's a little bit of an early edition of This Day in History. Not okay. the official This Day in History, okay. but uh, one of them. All right, number one. LeBron into the forecourt. In on Ananobi. Gets shoved toward the side. Banks it up. Oh, he did it again. LeBron James kissed it high off the window and drops it through. The LeBron James legend continues as LeBron James has won game three for the Cavaliers. Oh, goodness. Okay, it's probably not going to happen. The Cavs are probably not going to win the NBA title. They're probably going to go to the finals, but probably not win the NBA title. But if they do, this guy is the greatest player of all time. <laughs> he I, is I'm already willing to give him that. Uh, yeah, he's definitely in the conversation the right that now. He's played and you know, everything else. I, was, I watched the end of that game, and I was monitoring social media kind of throughout the... It is still amazing to me how many people are critical of this guy. What 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 are you yeah. watching? What what am I missing here? He's the like you guys are and saying. He, he still Skip gets... Bayless. There's people outside right. of Skip oh, yeah. Bayless. There, but it's it's the constant comparisons with Kobe and and Jordan and and they, okay. and they always go to the rings too. That's the only thing that they, rings, that they yes. use it to. to well, and that's just, that's just it because like you were saying, forgetting that Robert if, Ory won seven championships. If, if he does get to the finals, it's going to be viewed by some as a failure, even though he's dragging no, six think, bodies with him. I think that I, I don't think there's you know you're you're dealing with. Three percent of the idiots, though. I mean, it's if he gets to the finals with this collection, uh, he will be. Uh, people will recognize it as a triumph, okay. don't you think? Now, the one they lost to San Antonio, that one when he was with of, the Heat, yeah. yeah, they kind of ripped him for that one, and that was a great San Antonio team. But uh, the rest of them, it's been a miracle, right? The only time. What's going to keep him from the finals now? The Celtics can't keep him from the finals. The Celtics are talk about tank jobs. How about the how about the process? The Sixers. Well, they've been terrible. Yeah, they've they've uh, they're starting to look like a team that's a little bit wide eyed in the uh, playoff uh, experience. But uh, yes, uh, LeBron. I I decided about two years ago that he's the greatest player of all time. He's unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, this is dragging this collection along. I did see a skip. Skip is oh, uh, poor skip. I saw. He says LeBron has fallen in love with this uh, little fadeaway uh, jumper, and it'll end up beating him in the finals or something like that. Okay, yeah, skip. Thanks. Yeah. He's insufferable. All right, number two. A rejection inside by Capella, but the pump fake in the try. Capella swats it away. Capella there, the rejection by Capella. Into Gobert, Capella, the bounce. Knocks it away with another block shot. Ah, Capella with another great defensive play. Another block shot. Rejected shot by Capella, who has been a one-man wrecking crew inside for the Rockets. 
This guy <laughs> is serious business. He and threw an absolute block party yesterday in Salt Lake City. And, it was uh, unbelievable. Just in the got, last three minutes of the badly. game. Badly. He was invisible in game two against Rudy yeah. Gobert. And I was saying, he's met his match now. And man, he was nuts yesterday. One of those highlights was him blocking a Rudy Gobert <laughs> shot yes. at the rim. He is uh, six blocks. I think four of them were like in the last three and a half minutes of the game last night. I mean, he's. Uh, He's ridiculous. Yeah, they, Utah cut it to five and looked like they had a chance, but uh, that uh, we, we know how that one. They they caught their attention, much like it took the wolves, like the wolves did, took yeah. the wolves until game three to catch Houston's atten- attention. But they caught their attention in game two, and number game three was a complete slaughter. Right, they were thirty some ahead. Yeah, they just but you know they're making threes. You can't beat them. And and I'll tell you what. You know, Daryl Morey, general manager of the Rockets, he's got to re-sign Chris Paul this summer. Mm-hmm. He's got to re-sign this guy, too. Yeah. Oh, he's Lincoln a free Pella. agent? I think I believe he is, yeah. Wow. I think he's restricted, though. Is it a guarantee Chris Paul's coming back? Because aren't he and LeBron buddies? Uh, yeah, but I think it'll be LeBron going to Houston, though. Before, oh, okay. I don't think there's any together. team. You can't afford to pay all these guys, can you? Well, look I mean, at Golden State. Yeah, yeah that's true. They found, they found a, Warriors found a way. All right, number three. Paul comes right on Neto, right side, free throw line, extended shoots for three. Got it! Chris Paul knocks down his first three of the game. He now leads all scorers in the gym with 23 points on his birthday. Yeah, he's, it was his uh, birthday. That's nice. It was his birthday. He turned 33 yesterday, and he played uh, He played one of his best games of the playoffs. <laughs> he's 33? 33, yeah. Oh, wow. well, this is his 13th year in the league. Wow, I didn't realize he had been And he's on the cusp, long. by the way, of... If they win this series, which they will, uh, this will be his first conference final. Yeah. Wow! In 13 years, Chris. Uh, it is interesting. He's the president. I think he's still the president of the Players Association. I believe right? so. Yep. And he's been out front in the battle with the officials because he <laughs> he doesn't badmouth them as much as he smirks at them and tells them how they. And did you see that? I don't know who was it. Teed him up last yesterday with 20 seconds to go because mm-hmm. he kind of went. Like that, clapped at him. <laughs> I was so I went and looked up the NBA uh, respect rules that they passed in 2010, mm-hmm. and you know that the that the in all these areas where the officials are permitted to call technical fouls. Okay, if you disagree with a call and run away fast, that you can get a technical for that. If you if you applaud. You can get a technical for I that. Think Boogie got a technical they, for that a couple years ago. They got all ago. these wow. rules that if you can, if you don't respond, <laughs> you can go over and say, "Sir, uh, or I ma'am, think you screwed it up," or "Ma'am." But I mean, they obviously let me get away with that. But it's funny how they basically let the officials come up with all these things that hurt their feelings. <laughs> Rasheed Wallace got ejected from a game against the Lakers for staring down a yes, referee. Yeah, he didn't even say too. anything. Didn't to him. Duncan get ejected because he was laughing? Joy Crawford, yeah, Joy Crawford. Yeah, Crawford. Yeah, yeah, threw him Joy out for Crawford. laughing. He was sitting on the bench and chuckling. <laughs> Joy Crawford threw him now, out. Now you, you're right; they do whine too often. But, I, I, that's my yeah. biggest the, turnoff with this. But league. the officials, the trouble with NBA officials is they spend so much time looking for disrespect. Make yeah. your call and turn around and get the hell that out of That is true. They yeah. could help the, the situation Ted better. The Ted Valentine, the college referee, mm-hmm. back in his days, not as bad as he used to be, used to hang back 
hoping that he would overhear uh, a guy yell yeah. at him so he could tee Give him up. Give me a reason. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. teed up Dutcher like twice a year. Dutcher'd say, gee, that wasn't too good, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, Ted would have been a perfect NBA official. All right, number four is my absolute favorite. Yes, and everybody's favorite. On this day in history. We sitting here, I supposed to be <laughs> the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a, not, a, not the game that I go out there and, and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? What are we talking about? Practice? We're not even talking about the game, the actual game. When it matters, we're talking about practice. It's possible, though, that from where he's coming from, if you practice, not you would be better, but your teammates would be better. How the hell can I make my teammates better by practice? (laughs) That's right. 16 years ago today. Wow. Allen Iverson's practice rant. And uh, we were agreeing, uh, Brad Lane was talking to us today, we agreed Probably the most quoted soundbite in sports in this century. Yeah. Practice. Beautiful timing. Oh, Beautiful yeah. timing. <laughs> yes. it, it sounded like he had practiced it. <laughs> that speech. Wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. Go is ahead. that more? I mean, I agree. It's one of my all-time favorites, but is that one more than Jim Mora's playoffs meltdown? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so, because this one has, got the, has stood the test of time. True. And Denny's, we know they are what we thought they are, is probably in the top that's up three. There. Yep, that's but, up there. But uh, this is the, this is the best. We're talking about practice. <laughs> 16 years, man. If you're, no, if you're a columnist in Philadelphia and you're sitting there and you're going, oh, thank you, Alan Iverson. <laughs> what, I love about that, what I love about him, though, is even his mom calls him AI. Right? Yeah. Did AI tell you that? Did you hear that from AI? <laughs> All right, we'll be back. So the Twins, after losing on Thursday night in uh, Chicago, ended up winning the next three. They're 13 and 17. Now I looked it up. They're still played a minimum of two fewer games than every team in the league because of the early uh, uh, stuff they ran into. One other thing, uh, they're heading, uh, they play, just play the Cardinals twice tonight and then tomorrow afternoon. Probably playing the Cardinals at a good time because they have a, even though they've been winning, they got a tremendous number of injuries. Including Yadier Molino, who had to have the old uh, emergency surgery. And then they're going out to Anaheim and, uh, right, is it? They yes. don't stop somewhere. No, they there go to Anaheim. four games yep. in Anaheim. They're, they're going to face Otani in all likelihood on Sunday. He, he pitched again yesterday for the first time since he sprained his ankle and was very good. So they'll uh, be playing him. So St. Louis, you know, the Angels are playing really good. But they got a week left on this road trip. But this team is now being fueled by the two Eddies. Mm-hmm. Eddie Escobar, uh, could you imagine when you saw that little fella show up here that he'd be a four-hitter in the big leagues? <laughs> he's their four-hitter. Well, and we oh, had this, this. It's a new lineup structure, I realize that, but he's your four-hitter. And what I like about Eddie is, like you know Joe, and he gives you a great at-bat every time. He never cheats himself. That's what I really well, like about Escobar. Uh, and then the Rosario's hitting fifth. 
Uh, and uh, the the thing that uh, everybody had to feel a little bit about is uh, Logan Morrison has come to life yes, a little bit here. Finally, had a two run uh, double yesterday to get him uh, get him back in the ball game against a lefty. Uh, I think he was two. I, I was listening on the radio. I think he was two for nineteen against lefties before he got that hit. But he's he's you know he's not looking awful at the plate anymore. And so. this was all good against, but it's against the Whiteys. Yeah, three out of four. It's, it's so this will this will this will know. give us a better litmus test. These two against the Birds. Uh, yeah, except the Birds uh, last night. The Birds played fourteen innings. <laughs> they had two rain delays totaling. The game time was four forty six. And then they had two rain delays totaling 59 minutes. Uh, so the Twins were in their hotel at 7.30 last night. Now, I'm not suggesting all the fellas stayed in their hotel. Sure. But they arrived at 7.30 and checked into their rooms. And uh, meanwhile, the other team was playing five and a half hours later. So they should uh, they should be a little friskier, fresh outfit than the Cardinals who had to use their whole bullpen again. Uh, and they have to call up a starting pitcher to pitch today. So uh, the uh, Twins will, uh, you know, in St. Louis. Here's what I hate about tonight. Fernando Romero has never hit in organized baseball. Never. Never hit in professional baseball. And he's got a hit tonight. And I think that's dangerous for baseball to allow this to take place. To have a guy who has no familiarity with being in the batter's box in the major leagues. Now, they had him take some bunting practice and stuff in BP. But, man, let's, let's get the rules straight here. You're let's, for the DH in the National I, League? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been 100 years. Let's let's go here. Come on. I mean, one of these, you know, a kid like that, he's up there. and Somebody runs a fastball in on him and... He get hit the head and not know what. The you hell think the going message on. will be stand on the side of the batter's yeah, box, son, so. and don't uh, swing. You know, bunt. But hope somebody's on base so he can bunt. But the, what are the odds of? It it appears that as you're coming up in the system, if it's always if you're never playing a, a you know, because the rules in the minor leagues now are. If a National League team wants to use its pitcher, it can, but everybody gets to use the DH. Oh, I didn't know that. That yeah, was the everybody rule. uses oh. the DH. So he'll. Uh, you know, he's probably never even bunted, taking some bunting practice. Well, he's never batted, so he's never bunted. Is it because That's kind of surprising to me that he's never, I said never, not, not he said one he's time. never batted. Wow. Never batted. Well, at least so. he's facing a kid that's, you know, John Gant, whatever his name yeah. is. But but again, I, I completely get it because for the longest time, I was one of those purists that didn't want to lose. The, but well, I don't I, care. I'm not I don't done care with which way you go if you have a DH or a pitcher, but I want... If you're going to have pitchers hit, I want them pitching all the way, hitting all the way all up, all the way through the system, so they're familiar at least with the baseball coming. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, a guy can get hit in the throat and be all done because he doesn't know how to react to a baseball. What will that be then to change to change that rule? Because that's going to have to be collectively bargained, won't it? At the next, well, no, I think the, uh, yeah, the players are all for the DH because it because it's an a, extra job. Yeah, and that, that yeah. usually the DH makes more money than the. Than the fourteenth pitcher. Most teams, if they didn't have a DH, they'd have fourteen pitchers. Uh, but uh, anyway, the Twins uh, playing a little better. You know and, what else uh, this is, Patrick? What? I just realized this is the eight-year anniversary of when we sweated our nards off in St. Louis when the Twins were last. Down that there. was in. Uh, they haven't been there since. Well, because they alternate because every it's yeah, every four right. years, that's and right. they were here the last and time in twenty fourteen. 
when they were when they okay. remember yeah. that because they, they the, alternate every three years it should be but or maybe uh, it is three years yeah. so it would be like six mm-hmm. years or something i can't like that. remember them being back there though but it was a little uh didn't you say you were down there too manny oh that's mm-hmm. right yeah manny hill was there i as think well. it was actually 2009 because mm-hmm. i was down there i was down in st louis for a family reunion mm-hmm. and i went to the sunday game well, all nine, i remember 12 was, 15 18 yeah yeah so okay yeah all i remember it was hot <laughs> so they should have been back there well see they don't do it like okay, we last time, park. Last yeah, time right. the we played the Central, you were you were in St. Louis. Well, this year it's two and two, two. Yeah, right? they're playing yeah, two, two here two. next week. Yeah, because yep. they they screwed it off. Because the Reds, they've played the they'd played the Central Division like five times since the but it hadn't the been to Target hadn't Field. Been, yeah. The Reds hadn't been in Target Field, so it is a a screwy system. But they. Uh, they uh, looked uh, a little better, and uh, the only thing that disgusted me about yesterday's game was Zach Duke's pitch to that Lurie's, whatever his name is, Garcia. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a slappy, right? And, I mean, he's going to, he wants you to throw the ball away from him, right? So he can dump they it They threw into- him a sloppy hook on the outside corner <laughs> that said, Go ahead and hit a line drive to right field, and as which is what he did. He's a right-handed hitter. I mean, you got to throw something down, or you got to throw something into this guy. And it was just like this. I'm, I'm thinking, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, it was just a stupid pitch to throw. Who was, and, was Castro catching? No, Bobby no, Wilson. My guy, Castro's Bobby Wilson. On the DL. Uh, yeah. Castro's on the DL Fuck with the, the way. bad knee. Uh, how great is this guy, Bobby Wilson? Oh yeah, I want him to he's just catch, fun- just function at the plate, so you can stay in the big leagues, man. He's, he's a, a character, but he was uh, five for forty at Rochester. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But he so, hit a home run in spring training. Remember, we oh, yeah. all we were going That's nuts. Right. It was against yeah, I had the Yankees. A nice talk with him. He's goofier than hell, <laughs> and uh, he he really thought he was here to you know be the catcher. He was he was he thought Mitch Garver was. Going to be going to the minors. Going to Rochester. Staying here, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, they won a they won a game. St. Louis tonight, uh, national TV, right? Uh, yeah, ESPN, ESPN, mm. and tomorrow afternoon. They're both on. I the... think. Well, they're on ESPN something tomorrow afternoon. Are we on the Deuce know. tomorrow? I don't know what we're on. I don't. But I thought I saw they were both on. I so. got gotcha. you. Anyway, Twins uh, playing a little better. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, this is the ride with Ricey and Manny and Reavers and anybody else. Here's John Hype with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. This update is sponsored by Account Temps. Do you need accounting and finance professionals for long-term or recurring projects? If so, Account Temps salaried professional service may be the right solution. Visit AccountTemps.com. Account Temps, a Robert Half company. Uh, Twins now move on to play the Cardinals for a couple in St. Louis after taking three out of four from the White Sox in Chicago. They'll play tonight, then tomorrow afternoon, have Wednesday off, and then travel out to the West Coast to play the Angels. Fernando Romero pitching for the Twins tonight. John Gant goes for the Cardinals. Uh, Your Twins lineup to face Mr. Gant. Maurer leads off again and plays first base. Dozier, Kepler, Escobar hitting cleanup. Rosario, Grossman in right field. Wilson catching. Adrian's at shortstop. And, of course, because it's in a National League part, a park, excuse me, Fernando Romero does have to bat. Why the down. hell, with you, when you already got to have a DH, uh, you lose your DH, why the hell is Garver not catching? 
I don't know. Maybe Bobby Wilson's got John Gant's number. <laughs> Even though neither one of them has ever faced right. him. You need, uh, you need a little punch in here. I don't know. I think the manager of the year is having a bad year. That's, I, uh, my, uh, that's just my observation. I kind of agree I think with he's you. living on his laurels. You think so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Gopher men's basketball team will play what amounts to a 2019 Final Four warm-up game for U.S. Bank Stadium in December. The opponent, according to sources, Oklahoma State. What the hell happened? They were... they advertised this like two weeks ago like it was going to be Duke or uh, you know somebody like that we get Oklahoma State last time they played them it was in Sioux Falls Sioux Falls. Yes. Down at uh, Sanford in front of 3,000 people. Maybe he... uh... This is the epic contest. (laughs) Oklahoma State. They lied to us again. All they ever do is lie. NCAA officials will attend the game in December to see how basketball fits into that stadium. Uh, Kate Mortson uh, is president and CEO of the 2019 Final Four Local Organizing Committee. Uh, She said last spring everyone will be, quote, aiming to make that game an event unto itself in addition to being a test game. Another liar! Yeah, what what better way to practice for a potential Final Final Four experience with Oklahoma State and Minnesota? Uh, No date has been set for that Gophers-Oklahoma State uh, game. The Final Four, of course, scheduled for April 6th through the 8th, 2019. Uh, Gopher basketball coach Richard Pitino looks like he's uh, filling up his last assistant coaching spot. Wichita State's Kyle Lindstedt apparently become that coach. Lindstedt was the top recruiter for Shockers coach Greg Marshall. They're working on finalizing a deal at Minnesota. Yeah, he started started that operation at uh, the the prep academy at Sunrise or something, and uh, Buddy healed a bunch of guys like that, and supposedly... They had three guys who were going to go to Wichita next year. Mm. Uh, not this time, but the next time around. Mm-hmm. So uh sounds like Richard's pulling a little Ricky here by uh, bringing in a uh, bringing in an ass- assistant from uh, that school. Currently being discussed on part of the interruption, talking about LeBron James and the shot he hit to win the game. Will the <laughs> shot be remembered as iconic? Oh. Iconic. Okay. Wow. Uh, go for baseball note. I uh, love that word, don't we? <laughs> Taryn Vavra, who was hit in the helmet by a pitch yesterday in the third inning of the Gopher ball game, was taken out of the game. Uh, Patrick, you said you talked to the coach I, I got John a text Anderson. from John Anderson. Yeah. We text and talk a lot more than people gotcha. know. And, uh, <laughs> I and I got a note from him, and he said it appears he's going to be okay. Okay, that's a good thing. Well, he's the Big Ten player of the week. Uh-huh. He's number three hitter in New York. Oh, was he yep. good? Yep. Man, he's a good, he's what a really good he? player. He's a junior, but he's, he's junior. had a bad back for a couple of years. But he's uh, he's really good. That was a nice weekend over there. I was over Saturday. Good. And you know what? Even mm. more shocking than me being there Saturday, Mark Coyle was there for 15 minutes on Friday. <laughs> First time they'd seen him there. Uh, uh, apparently someone showed him where Seabird Field was. We got a baseball team. Showed up. He was, uh, I, uh, that was, uh, they were all, they were uh, welcome. Oh, my God. There was hard. Did he to have to introduce himself to John Anderson? Yeah, I think he knew John was. He'd bumped into him a couple of times. I but. saw you tweet that, and I did have to chuckle as soon as I saw that hey, crunch. What's the, uh, the perky thing? What did what did Perk, Perk help he them gave build? a bunch of money, and yeah. they have the uh, it's basically an indoor batting facility that's right there on the grounds up behind the sure uh, okay up to cool. the right of the stands. Yeah. NBA playoff basketball right here on this very station tonight. Toronto tries to stay alive against the Cavs. <laughs> Seven o'clock <laughs> on fifteen hundred 
ESPN. That's like me trying to stay alive and dancing with the stars. <laughs> yeah. Honey, I got to send this forever. one out. <laughs> one other baseball note. Uh, this one, a good, uh, good news note. The White Sox announcing this afternoon Danny Farquhar has been discharged from All right. Rush University, uh, University Medical Center, resting at home with his family per the update. Press release says Farquhar will not pitch again in 2018, but his neurosurgeon expects he'll be able to return to pitching in the future. Uh, the 31-year-old, uh, you may remember, uh, he collapsed in the dugout after a relief appearance last month, rushed to the hospital where it was determined he'd suffered a brain hemorrhage due to a ruptured brain You see aneurysm. that uh, Morrison and Odorizzi went over and visited him at the yeah, hospital yeah, on Friday. That. They were two of his first visitors. Yep. Yeah. You All know, right. you were just mentioning something, Pat. I think... There is a local chapter for the Dancing with the Twin Cities celebrities. We ought to get you in on that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Let's get another big, beefy girl, and we could cause quite a a big gal. We could call it. We could call ourselves the Swinging Tubs or something like that. That'd be fantastic. Just a thought. Right. That's the marketing plan you got there. Rolls and fakes the spike in the end zone. Touchdown! Whoa! The legend of Josh Rosen in full bloom. I want to mock. Mock! I want to mock. Ah, we're still stealing that from uh, the Mackie and Judge show. I want to mock because mocking has gone completely insane. Right? You can never stop mocking. <laughs> Did you see that Peter King is leaving Sports Illustrated yes, and go to really. NBC Sports? And in his, uh, I guess he's going to work a little longer. But in his, part of his send off is how the modern coverage of the NFL drives him crazy, including twenty five mock drafts of the you know the same draft and stuff like that. Well, I like this one on ESPN today. Bill Barnwell, who's one of their mockers, you know, he's one of their guys, right? Is he a pro he, mocker? He's, he's a mocker. He's, I think he's kind of an analyst. But here's his mock. When the five number one draft choice quarterbacks should make their first start. We are mocking. We are mocking as to when they should make their first start. Oh, you got to mock that. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Cleveland Browns. When... He should be inserted in no, the lineup. Let me ask you a quick question. So is he proposing when he thinks they should be or when he thinks it's going to happen? Uh, I guess when he thinks they should be. Okay, gotcha. But is is the mock of uh, Mel and McShay and those guys who they think should be drafted or who they think will be drafted? I think, I think it's who they think will be. Right, will I think be, they're, yeah. they're going for but accuracy. But then they also do their own ratings for players. But anyway. Now, this might top what my personal favorite mock is. is the, the, the mock that comes the, the day after. 2019 the 2019 mock yeah, right, that we right. get the day after <laughs> yeah, the draft that's is a pretty over. Good mock. Where Mitch Leiter uh, was projected well, as a number one pick. Well, his mock is to when it would be best, I guess. Yes, okay. Bill Barnwell. Blake Baker Mayfield, week 12. Ooh. Because they got Tyroy, uh, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. Yep. And uh, that would allow them to, uh, I guess, I, I don't know why it'd be. They'll week be 12. 0 11 by then, probably. Uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold, the New York Jets. This is a shocking mocky. Week one. This is a shocking mocky. <laughs> when he should be inserted in the lineup? Week one, really, <laughs> or not until 2019? Wait a minute, what? Huh? So they should either play him the first game or not play him at all. You know what? That Which is, is a mock. 
it's a, it's a con- contrast. That's 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 kind of you're you're taking both sides of the argument there, <laughs> yes, aren't you? Yes. A little bit. Yes, you can't do that in a mock. No, you've no. got to you've got to stay true to your mocking gun. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills. When he should be inserted in a lineup, week thirteen. Oof, week thirteen. Okay. Ah, uh, Josh Rosen, Arizona Cardinals. When he should be inserted in a lineup, uh, and now he's being clever here, he said, when when Sam Bradford gets hurt. Okay, <laughs> yes, okay. which is probably which is accurate, week but, one. Uh, yes. <laughs> and Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens, week one, 2019. Week hmm. one, 2019. So we got a mock. But, uh, and this was just the first rounder, so no Mason Rudolph. This is the first rounder, okay. no. Mason Rudolph, do you see Roethlisberger is what upset that they drafted? baby Roethlisberger oh. looks like right now. Uh, My but God. then again, that's... Not official either. That's somebody just saying he's upset, right? No, this we is quotes yeah, from their, their mini camp. There, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know. So in other words, he can he can expect as much assistance from uh, Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger as, as Farm gave Rogers. Yeah. Well, it's like if you're Ben and you're flirting with retirement every other year for the last couple of years. I mean, what do you what do you expect the Steelers? There was to do? a great quote though. Of, I I forget the person that covers the beat for the Steelers that said. Ben Roethlisberger in 2005, quote, I wouldn't be the success in the day without Tommy Maddox, end quote. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't exactly a legend moving out of the way. True. All right. Uh, did Have you guys followed the Browns latest with Josh Rosen? Have you been following? Oh, God, no. It's great. Uh, now, Josh Ro- Rosen, A, he's too skinny. He's going to get killed, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think he's a, he's an idiot. Oh, he's a big mouth, right? Okay. He is. A, he is a bit he's a big confident. Mouth. He's yeah. a very. He's which, a big which as a writer, I'd love to have him in town. Sure. You know? mm-hmm. But uh, so uh, Alonzo Highsmith, who's the number two guy in their uh, personnel department now, behind Dorsey, right? A lot, with mm-hmm. the Brownies. Yep. He was on the Rich Eisen show uh, a little while ago, and he was asked about you know Josh Rosen saying he should be number one, and he was asked why they uh, backed off on Josh Rosen. And he basically said that he had met the UCLA beach volleyball team at an airport. He just happened oh, to run yeah. into them. I remember him, this. And he asked the volleyball coach if uh, what he knew about Rosen, what he knew about Josh Rosen as a you know what the as word a guy. was. Sure. But but he didn't know. And the coach said, "Well, don't ask me. Go over and ask his his girlfriends on the team. Go over and ask her." Okay. And then Highsmith, without explaining, said, I thought that was kind of strange, and I just didn't like it, and I backed off on Rosen. He thought Rosen was a goofball. Wait, wait, so he thought it was weird that the quarterback was dating a volleyball well, player? Well, he was, thought it was weird that, the, I guess, that the coach that wouldn't... That they told him to go, go talk to his girlfriend. the coach wouldn't endorse, give him an endorsement. He said, go ask his girlfriend. Okay. Uh, so it seems quite a, a rush, but, I mean... I think more of Josh Rosen now than I ever did previously. Now that I've found out he was dating a beach volleyball player from UCLA, a young lady named Zana Muno. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, this is a uh, serious relationship. And if he's as competitive as Zana Muno, the Cardinals are going to be fine. UCLA won the NCAA Beach Volleyball National Championship in Gulf Shores, Alabama on Sunday, coming out of the loser's bracket to eliminate Hawaii and then defeat Florida State 3-1. to 
in the final. Uh, this was all-time UCLA's uh, 116th NCAA title. I don't know how long we've been having beach volleyball titles. Not very long. Uh, the Bruins, it's only the third year of the championships, and this is the Bruins' first. But this kid uh, was part Zana Muno, uh, Josh Rosen's girlfriend, uh, won a big match in the with the number three team, even though she's playing with a brace on a torn ACL that she cow. tore three weeks ago. Wow, she's a really? warrior. And uh, she's playing with a torn ACL. Well, they're saying torn. I wonder how serious it is, but they're saying she's got a torn ACL. And uh, Rosen uh, has commented on this and said on, on the Highsmith thing. It's amazing that you can pull a red flag from something with literally zero information. Like, he literally pulled absolutely no information from this encounter, and it managed to be a red flag, because he never went over and talked to the girlfriend. Shouldn't this be kind of an alarming thing for the Browns front office if this is the evaluation that your number two in command gives? Uh, that would be a giant red yeah, flag and even if you, And even if you read something into it, why would you tell somebody on radio that well, you did that? That's what I'm mind. saying. It seems like you're kind of a dummy. Keep, keep in mind, this is also the same franchise. This is that the Cleveland supposedly, Browns. <laughs> that supposedly the owner talked to a homeless guy that told him to draft Johnny Manziel. Now, yeah. we don't know how exactly true that is or not, but whatever. The fact that it came up. And then this is also the same franchise that was supposedly celebrating too early a trade for A.J. McCarron, and then they missed the deadline at the trade deadline. All of, those, all of those things are true, but the Brownies, uh, you know, that's why I say as much as I've enjoyed the Twin Cities and this is home and I've lived in Minnesota my whole life, <laughs> I wish I'd been a sports columnist in Cleveland. It would have been fantastic ever since the Browns got there, at least. The second coming of the Browns. Who was the guy? That, that actually would have been there the first coming of the Browns because then you could have vilified Model on a daily basis. Speaking mm-hmm. of that, who was the guy you retweeted that did his send-off for Cleveland? Uh, Budshaw. Oh, my God, that was great. It was pretty damn good. Oh, man, that was really good. Right off the bat, the best part was when he he promises his wife they're going to a great baseball, to a great sports town, Cleveland, and he's only been married 10 days. (laughs) And I've known Bud from Atlanta uh, way back when, and and he's got the new wife, and they go to uh, their first event as a doubleheader at the old Municipal Stadium in September with the Browns. And I mean, with the with the Indians, tribe, yep. the terrible Indians, and and she says to him, "If this is such a great baseball town, how come I can hear the catcher talking to the pitcher?" It's <laughs> <laughs> such a great sports town. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was a good piece. And uh, Bud, uh, Bud, uh, another one of my old buddies stepping away, but some of us just won't leave. We'll be back. <laughs> Please, we'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick? Victory came finally with the German surrender in a schoolhouse at Reims on May the 7th, 1945. The return to peace was signaled by the Supreme Commander. I have the proud privilege of speaking for a victorious army of almost five million fighting men. They and the women who have so ably assisted them constitute the Allied Expeditionary Forces that have liberated Western Europe. David Eisenhower uh, on uh, 
the official VA day, VE day was May 8th, but on May 7th, 1945, the Germans agreed to surrender. And uh, this is why I bring this up. Uh, a fella named Michael Beschloss uh, from D.C. yesterday tweeted this out. It's General Eisenhower's message reporting victory in Europe uh, on May 7th. This was sent out to his staff, okay, Mm -hmm. to the generals and to the troops and everybody else. Uh, It's just an old, uh, almost like a Western Union telegram. It's uh, sent, uh, it's on stationery that says, Shafe, S-H-A-E-F, forward, so that must be the... uh, Allied uh, force uh, forward. Outgoing message to uh, the combined chiefs of staff and also the British chiefs of staff uh, from uh, from signed Eisenhower. And this is the message. The mission of this Allied force was fulfilled at 2.41 local time, May 7th. 1945. Wow. That is kind of an understated way. Uh, and I was thinking of that as a guy who spent his years, uh, you know, 50 years writing. If only I would have gotten to the punchline that quick, I would have been a hell of a lot better off. <laughs> wouldn't I? Uh, this is the whole, the entirety of the uh, message from Eisenhower Ike announcing victory. The mission of this Allied force was fulfilled at 2.41 local time, May 7th, 1945, uh, when the Germans surrendered unconditionally.